Welcome, everyone, to episode 14 of Two Girls in a Podcast. Um, I'm your co-host, Jen. It's just me today. Katie is feeling a little under the weather. I'm just going to do a um, quick podcast for you. I decided to pick um, a topic that I know Katie doesn't know too much about, and that is J-dramas. Um, she's a big K-drama fan like me, but she hasn't gotten into the J-dramas, which, if you don't know what I'm talking about, is Japanese um shows basically so they're just like k-dramas just you know date j-dramas and um there's a lot of them that i really enjoy and so i thought i would give you um just a rundown a few of my favorite ones that you could check out and see if it's something that you would be interested in these are a few that um i watched and i really enjoyed i'm gonna start off with um one that i watched a long time ago that i really enjoyed it was um in 2008 is when it premiered and um, it is called Bloody Monday. So the synopsis is a high school student and genius hacker Fujimara, a.k.a. Falcon, uses his sophisticated hacking techniques to indicate the fraudulent acts of evil villains. In order to save his family, friends, and the entire world, he fights against Bloody Monday, the worst and most evil form of viral terrorism. As spies of the terrorist institution infiltrate into schools and police organizations, and the terrorist threat grows through a chain of treacherous acts, how will Falcon outsmart them in their intellectual battles? So basically like what this thing just said, it's, you know, about a boy that's in high school that's super smart. He, you know, hacks all this stuff. He kind of just comes across this terrorist group and he does his best to help them out and, you know, help them catch the terrorists and everything. So I really like this one because I'm really into computers and hacking and I think it's really cool even though I know how unrealistic it is in real life. I mean, he literally hacks like a satellite, I think, in this show. So, um, which is almost obviously probably impossible, but, um, the show itself is really good. There's lots of twists and turns and I really like the suspense. I'm very much in action and I like when the, the content is smart and I feel like this had a lot of smart content in it. So I really enjoyed it. If you like more of the darker kind of fast paced, you know, outsmarting, trying to, you know, plot twist type deal, um, you would really enjoy this one. So my next one I'm going to talk about is, um, I'm probably going to butcher this name, but the name is Kagi no Kakata Heya. Okay, the synopsis of the story reads, Inomoto K, an employee at a major security firm who solves the tricks behind locked doors. He is described as having a calm and cool demeanor, but has an eccentric obsession with locks and keys. Rather than solving the cases, he is more interested in breaking the puzzle of the sealed rooms. So basically, he is just a really smart, genius guy guy and these two detective people they um kind of come across him you know accidentally and realize that he's super smart in solving these puzzles and these locked room cases so they kind of recruit him to help them figure out all the conspiracies and all the different rooms and everything and he's always you know obviously always able to figure out you know how people get in the room but again this is another one that i really enjoy it's got a lot of suspense and it's really um, interesting i love puzzles i'm a huge puzzle girl like i love going to escape rooms along the way as you're watching it you try to you know figure out in your mind like how's he going to solve it what's how is it going to get in and um but it's really cool. It's really, uh, I just, like I said, I love when there's like a smart, really smart character, um, kind of along the lines of like house and, um, lie to me, things like that. Um, where the guy is just super smart and he can kind of figure out these weird 
puzzles and stuff and this is what this show is it's really good about that um, it actually has Erica Toda in it um, so I love her she's one of my favorite actresses and she's from um, the a show I'm gonna actually talk about later which I've already previously talked about in another um, episode of our podcast but she is in liar game you know so um, but she is really great and the the main guy who plays Inamoto K um, is Ono Satoshi, and he is from um, the pop group Arashi, which is super awesome. I love them. I'm probably completely butchering their these names. <laughs> so sorry for anybody you know, who knows how to pronounce them. Please tell me. But um, anyway, I really got into them, and all, almost all those people, um, you know, act and like so he's one of my favorite ones there's a couple other ones that act as well that are also my favorite people and um two are actually mentioned in this list later on but he's one of them and like i said he is really great in this show i he's a very quiet kind of weird guy but he just solves really cool problems and just a really great show if you kind of like if you enjoy like shows like house and um, other things like that but um, it's a good one to check out so the next one I'm going to talk about is um, Kazuku Game. So this one I really love. I think it's probably my favorite J-drama. And um, so the main guy in this one is Sakurai Sho, who again is part of that group I was just mentioning, the Arashi group. And he is probably my favorite actor out of that group. He's super good. I love this, um, you know, this show that he's in. And I've watched a lot of other stuff that he has been in from this, but this is like my absolute favorite. So the story basically is this. It revolves around an eccentric home tutor named Yoshimoto who is hired to teach the second son of the Numata family. While being tossed around by the weird and unconventional home tutor, the remedial student and his family gradually start changing. The story is basically about this um, tutor who comes in to teach this young boy you know, just help him out or whatever and he's a very unconventional home tutor. Like he is you know, he kind of lets the boy get bullied to kind of see, like, how he reacts to it. I know it sounds sad, but he does it for his own good. And he's, like, has very weird um, ways of doing things, of teaching this kid, like, life and how to move on and how to be strong and everything. And so they – and as he does this, he kind of touches the lives of the family. The family is – on the outside, a very perfect family, and but on the inside, they're completely breaking. So they all have their own vices, and they all, you know, they're all doing something kind of bad in their own way. But because um, it's like he has an older brother who is like this perfectly smart, you know, guy. He kind of like looks like the perfect son, but he actually steals. He's very weird, and he actually has a, a kind of a terrible backstory to himself um, about why he's like he is and everything but um, it's really great I will preface this by saying a lot of the Japanese dramas kind of end like weird or not necessarily they end they kind of maybe will either end on a cliffhanger or end on something like a weird mystery that they don't really ever resolve at least that's what I've seen. Um, not many shows get season twos. Bloody Monday that I mentioned earlier does actually have a season two. Um, but the other show that I mentioned, the um, the Locked Room show, that does not have a season two. It does have a special, but it doesn't wrap anything up really. Um, and this one does not either. And it also kind of ends like in a weird way. It's just kind of like, I don't know if you're a fan of, if anybody's out there is a fan of anime. You know, I love anime. 
that is also Japanese, and it, it has the same same tone through their dramas that the animes do. They tend to not end or tend to end on a weird note. So um, that's a lot of the J-dramas, but they're still really good to watch. You know, they're really interesting. And it is interesting watching it from a cultural perspective because there's a lot of things that... You know, their humor is different, so there's things that I don't necessarily get because, you know, I'm from America, so I don't really understand certain jokes that make sense over there. So sometimes the joke is lost on me, but it's interesting to see the differences and how what they think is funny and what they think is not proper and little things like that. I mean, they're very, very um, traditional, so there's a lot of traditions in there that I'm not familiar with. But um, it's really interesting to see, especially when they eat. Like, to me, it's so interesting that they, like, have, like, this full-course meal in the, for breakfast all the time with, like, rice and fish and, you know, because we're just so accustomed to having eggs and, you know, toast and not really meat dishes or fish dishes for breakfast. So, it, to me, it's really interesting to see different things like that. All right, the next show I'm going to mention is um, Liar Game. So I have already previously talked about this show, but I'm going to mention it again because, again, it's probably one of my favorites. I mean, it is definitely, you know, I did say that Kazuku Game is probably my favorite, and I might have been lying about that a little bit. Liar Game is probably my number one because it has two seasons and a movie, which does not happen a lot in um, J-dramas. Much more interesting. There's much more story to tell. But um, So I really do love Liar Game. I love the story. It's so smart and just like, I don't know. How are they going to get out of certain situations? You know, stuff like that. But basically, this um, story is about Kanzaki now is an honest college student who receives 100 million yen one day, along with a card saying she has been chosen to take part in the liar game. The aim of the game is to trick the other players out of their 100 million dollars. At the end, the winner gets the 100 million, and the loser is 100 million yen in debt. The next day, she receives notification that her opponent is her former teacher, Fujisawa Kazao. She goes to him, seeking help, but ends up getting tricked into handing her money over. Desperate, she approaches the police for help, but they are unable to do anything. However, she is told of a mastermind swindler, Akiyami Sunichi, who is to be released from jail the next day. Desperate, she goes to him for help. And so that kind of starts off the show, um, and that's you know pretty much very accurate about what happens. And it's kind of like that. She gets involved in this liar game. He helps her out, and then it kind of just keeps going. Like they can't really get out. Um, she tries, but there's little things that are kind of keeping them in because they're kind of like kind of have a destiny to be in this game and go all the way to end to the end. Like, and then as they go, they feel more um, pressure and. I guess um, more drive to see it end. Like they want to get everyone out of debt. They, they want to end the entire liar game. And so they, you know, that's their mission or whatever. But um, again, the show is really great. It has Erica Toda in it, who I said I loved. And um, the other guy in it is from Boys Over Flowers, which um, actually, no, I'm sorry. He's not from Boys Over Flowers. He is from the Japanese version of Boys Over Flowers, Hanayori Dango. And um, he's also really good in it as um, Sunichi. And I really, really enjoy the show. It's very, very, uh, like, analytical. And it's more about the characters and, like, the games um, rather than the liar game, if that makes sense. Like, it's more about the characters and how they get out of the situations and how they adapt and try to, what they'll do for money, what, they do, what they'll do so they don't have to be in debt. Um, Liar Game is super good, and if it's something that you're interested in, I'd definitely say check it out.
So the next show I'm going to talk about is um, Yamato Nadashiko Shichi Hinge. So um, I have no idea if I'm pronouncing that correctly. <laughs> Super sorry if I'm not. But basically the English version or the English um, title is The Wallflower. So I know a lot of people might have seen the anime for this. Um, it's based off of that. This show is really good. It's super, super weird. <laughs> so um, not a lot of people. I did try to show it to a friend one time, and she just was like, oh, this is too weird for me, um, And which is fine. It's really interesting. So the plot is... Blessed with good looks, Takano Kyohei, a college student, is always suffering from the unreasonable behavior of customers who want him and the sexual harassment of his store manager. Because of his hot temper, he loses his head on the occasion and is fired from his part-time job. Then one day, the glamorous owner, Miss Nakahara, proposes, I'll give you free board and lodging if you can turn my niece, Sunako, into a lady. Kyohei and Tomo Yukinoju, Oda Takanaga, and Moral Ranmaru, well, I just completely butchered all those names. <laughs> the other guys living together in the same boarding house are enthusiastic, but the person who appears before the four of them is a spooky girl whose hair covers her face and who loves horror and vampires. And so their tumultuous communal life begins. So basically, it's like these four, you know, I guess, hot guys um, that live together. And it's kind of, if you've seen Boys Over Flowers or Harney Ordango, it's kind of along those lines of like, you know, incredible, unrealistic, like, they, you know, they have everything and, like, girls go absolutely insane, like, stalking them, like, they're celebrities type deal, even though they're just four regular college students. But, um, anyway, so they agree to help this woman transform her niece into a lady. Um, and this girl is very, um, you know, weird. So she always wears a cape and her hair, you know, black hair is always in her face. And, yeah, she's absolutely obsessed with, like, the occult and everything. And she, like, will have, like, skulls, hold, holding skulls in her hand. And she has this mannequin that's, like, this, um, from, like, a lab room or whatever with, like, the veins and everything. And that's, like, her best friend, kind of. Um, and everything. So she gets really possessive of him, even though he's not real. So, obviously, it's a huge challenge to try to turn her into a lady or whatever. But she's, like, super sweet, and she can cook really well. And she is beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Um, she just hides herself because there's a lot of stuff that happened to her in her past, and it kind of comes up and everything. But it's really great if you like that off-the-wall kind of uh, romance, I guess. Um, I mean, it, it is more of slice of life. Not too much happens, just kind of... Like them trying to help her out in day to day life is really is really cool, and they kind of start to see that a little bit, and she kind of brings out the best in them, and they um, become very protective of her, and then obviously she kind of develops a romance with one of them. Um, but it's really great; it's a really great show, um, really uh, interesting to kind of see their take on the goth and stuff because you don't really see that too much in like asian dramas and stuff so it's interesting to see it and i think they did well i like i said i enjoy it i really like it she's really interesting that's why i like it the most because sanako is like not the normal you know 
like weak, like super beautiful, like poor girl kind of thing, like poor me, poor me type deal. She's kind of very strong in her own ways. And even if they, even when they try to like change her and make her up into something she's not, she always kind of goes back to who she was because she doesn't like that. She likes the, the weird, the cape, the kind of thing. That's just who she is. And so I like it because it goes like that. And eventually they end up like, you know, accepting her for who she is and everything and it's really great I don't know it's a really good if you're just kind of looking for an easy kind of uh interesting show to watch so it's definitely on my high up on my list um so the last one I'm going to talk about today is Hana Yori Dango so this is the Japanese version of Boys Over Flowers which to be honest this came before Boys Over Flowers so Really, Boys Over Flowers is more of the remake and stuff for Korea, but um, Boys Over Flowers is much more popular. Um, I really like, <laughs> I really dislike Boys Over Flowers, except for like the side couple. Um, that's the only storyline I really like. I don't really care for Lee Min Ho's storyline or the main girl storyline. I just didn't really connect with her. Like, I don't know, as an actress, um, I really started to know a lot of people really love her and everything but I'm just not a huge fan and so I just didn't really care about their story I mean it was fine but it wasn't anything that I really loved or whatever and I feel like with the k-dramas it's much more dramatic than the j-dramas um even though the j-dramas definitely have that drama like the k-drama it's so drawn out and you know like honey or dango is only nine episodes and boys over flowers is like 25 episodes <laughs> so um although honey to be fair honey or dango does have um three seasons and it does have a movie um so you know i kind of know that with boys over flowers they kind of put everything in one um but this one's good i really enjoy this one um the main lead in this one is at actually Matsumoto Jun who is also another member of Arashi that I really enjoy and um you know it's really cool that he is in this um thing and he's a really great actor he's also in Gokusen um which is also top, one of my top things I did not mention it I was it's kind of like an honorable mention he is a really great actor and he's really good in this and the girl that plays um, the main lead in this is also really good, and she's a very famous actress as well. So basically, it's like we had mentioned before, it's, you know, this poor student kind of goes to this exceptionally unrealistic high school where these four kids who are, like, the richest kids in Japan go to school together, and they rule the school. Like, they don't have to do anything. They just They just go, and they have this own private balcony, and they're just kind of do whatever they want to do type deal or whatever um so she kind of gets on their bad side because she stands up to them and then um from there they kind of try to make her life the worst it could be and she just continues to go and stands up to them as much as she can and because of that you know they all kind of start to I guess not all of them but two of them kind of start to fall in love with her and there it kind of just starts there but um, it's really good. It's just a, you know, a, a typical romantic comedy story. I'm not sure why I like this one so much more than I like the Korean version. I think I just, I thought the story was maybe um, 
better it was more condensed and it flowed better and i guess i like the actors a little bit better than i did on in the korean version so um but this one's really good and i enjoy how it ends and it has a movie that kind of wraps it all up and everything and um, it's just really enjoy it. And it's like, and also I think it's because Matsumoto June has an actual, like his hair is literally a perm kind of hair. Like it's already curly. So it looks so much more natural than Lehman Ho's permed hair on, uh, Boys Over Flowers, which is just hideous. So to me, it's, it's much more, I don't know. He looks so much better, um, than, you know, in the, the Japanese version, cause it makes more sense. Like his hair looks a lot better. You know, sorry, Lehman Ho. Perm is terrible. <laughs> I can't hardly get over it. But anyway, that's uh, I'm going to wrap it up here. And um, sorry, Katie, I missed you. I hate that you aren't with me today. If anybody who's listening, if you could please um, subscribe to us on iTunes, maybe send us a little comment, letting us know what you like about the show. If there's anything you want us to talk about, we love getting comments from our, our listeners and just letting us know what do you like about the show or, you know, what kind of topics should we bring up? Next week, we'll be back, I'm sure, with the Disney episode. Um, but you can find us on Google Play, Stitcher, um, TuneIn. We're on, we're on pretty much every podcast platform out there. And we're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. So please leave us a comment on any of those. And if you could, rate us and review us on iTunes. That would really help us. We really can't be seen in the searches until we have enough of an audience so people can't really find us right now unless you like literally have a direct link to our um our podcast so that's a little disheartening but if you could just get out there and help us you know move those numbers up and put those reviews out there for us it would super help us and we can continue to do this podcast that we enjoy doing so much so i hope everybody had a great labor day weekend and until next time